I'm your host Zoe and today we'll be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 1 Episode 16 titled The Deserter. Before I get into the episode, I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts and we do so. Excuse me. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Secondly, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast starting at just 99 cents. The link will be in the description down below. Let's jump into the synopsis of the episode. Aang and the others slip into a Fire Nation town so he can observe firebending firsthand. But their plans quickly go wrong and they must seek refuge. So, when discussing this episode, instead of doing it beat by beat as I used to do it, I'd like to go by point by point, main premise, uh, what we take away from this episode. And the main thing, I have two main things, honestly, but starting with the first thing, is that Aang is truly immature. (laughs) And I've mentioned this in the past two episodes with the fortune teller and then with Bato of the Water Tribe, that we really see the immaturity of Aang. It's just it's just tried and true it shines out because ang is faced with so many adult situations and it's important that we address this because ang was not supposed to know he was the avatar until he was 16 and as the show goes on further and further we get to realize more and more why that is a thing because they're too immature ang is a child he's a child now Technically, he's 112, but biologically and physically, he's 12. His his brain has not developed to the point where mine has as an adult. But even then, your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25, roughly. So like 24, 25. So imagine Aang being tasked with adult decisions at, at, at the age of 12. Of course, he makes decisions that are not appropriate and fumbles and drops the bag hard. Hard. And we see it in this episode. Um... And before we get into more about how he messes up, I mean, this kind of ties into how he does mess up, is an important part about this show is about balance and, and how Aang, and how in the intro, mentions that the the Avatar disappearing for 100 years has brought all the four nations out of balance. They all need to be equal with one another and not segregated as they are currently are being, as we've seen in the intro with the, with the map and how the Fire Nation has taken control and how we see in this episode there are Fire Nation, like, fleets or people people that live in the Fire Nation, or, excuse me, People from the Fire Nation that live in the Earth Kingdom, because presumably we are still in the Earth Kingdom. But even then, we saw in the, ep- I believe it was episode six, titled Imprisoned with Haru, and how the Fire Nation is 
facilitating a lot of the earth kingdom's problems when they shouldn't be when they when they should or at least not to that degree if they want to be in balance and harmony they should all interact fairly but we see later on with avatar roku how that used to be like how they were all kind of segregated but they could still coexist but um yes because so the avatar is meant to bring balance bring balance as 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 obi-wan says to anakin you're meant to destroy the sith not join them bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness (laughs) but yes that is the goal of the avatar but also the avatar ironically enough presumably is meant to live in balance and i say this because uh you in the beginning in the intro it's water earth fire air and that is because that is the order in which an avatar depending on what tribe or what uh what what uh what their talent is what their bending ability is that's the orders that are supposed to learn it so yes ang learns air first then water then earth then fire but we see the imbalance and what happens when there is imbalance because ang has even mastered water bending he's barely touched it uh, i think we see him use it a bit in this episode but so we haven't really seen it or well, we saw it last episode with uh bato but you know it's it's not something that has really been put on display a lot compared to airbending which is i mean you could obviously say that because ang is a master at airbending he feels more safe and comfortable using airbending than he does with waterbending but yes he's he's barely touched waterbending he hasn't even touched earthbending and now he wants to skip all the way to firebending i mean of course the situation was going to end up in of course the situation was going to go the way it did because he wasn't living the way of the avatar he was being imbalanced and there's an order to things and he went out of order he went out of line and that caused katara to get hurt but you can also understand that even though Aang acts on this immaturity and wanting to learn firebending, uh, which we'll, we'll get into Zhang Zhang in a second, but um, even though we can recognize that Aang is being immature, he's also in a way being rational because he only has a short amount of time to learn all the elements, let alone master them. Because the the fate of the world is at stake. So he has only a couple months, they say, until Sozin's Comet, which comes in the summer. And presumably this is the winter because they talk about the winter solstice. If I want to make sure I'm correct. Uh, give me one second. The winter solstice. Winter solstice. Yes, that is in those are two parts. Episode seven and episode eight. Just wanted to double check to make sure I was uh you know saying the right information so yes they're in the winter right now and i know later on there's episodes when they're at the north pole south pole where it's like there's snow on the ground that doesn't count because they're in the, the north and south pole or specifically just the north pole but i digress um but yes since it's winter so he only has what six months to to, to learn slash master all four elements so of course he's a bit impatient but i think it also stems for his from his immaturity now when we're speaking of jong jong i really just want to talk about like you would think jong jong like something that jong jong said would be the quote of the episode but it's not but it was so close but there were so many good quotes from jong jong that it was just ridiculous and i forgot the guy's name but he said no 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 jong jong he's not crazy he's enlightened and he truly is because listen i'm just gonna read out the scene to you so jong jong uh 
I'm a yeah. Jung Jung tells Aang to get out, and I love I love how in the scene Aang calls him master. He's like master. I need to master firebending. And Jung says Jung Jung says only a fool seeks his own destruction. Aang, I'm the Avatar. It's my destiny to. It's my destiny to. Jung Jung cuts him off. He says destiny. What would a boy know of destiny if a fish lives its whole life in the river? Does he know the river's destiny? No, only that it runs on and. It, that it runs on and on of his control he may follow where it go or he excuse me he may follow where it flows but he cannot see the end he cannot imagine the ocean and he, and he continues to master the bending disciplines and i love how they call them bending disciplines in this episode to master the bending disciplines you must first master discipline itself but you have no interest in this so i have no interest in you now get out he says, are you deaf? Because Aang doesn't leave. Are you deaf? How can I cheat you if you refuse to listen? Oh my gosh, it's so good. Before learning firebending, you must learn water and earth. That's what I talk about. Water is cool and soothing. Earth is, sta- is steady and stable. But fire fire is alive. It breathes. It grows. Without a bender, a rock will not throw itself. But fire will spread and destroy everything in its path. If 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 one does not have the will to control it, that is, that is its destiny. You are not ready. You are too weak. Oh my goodness! And that's where the quote of the episode begins. But I will hold off for that. Uh, but even later on, Zhang Zhang says to to Katara, "Water brings healing and life, but fire only, but but fire brings only destruction and pain. It forces those." of us burdened with its care to walk a razor's edge between humanity and savagery Ooh, eventually we are torn apart and that's a perfect transition to my second point of the episode and it comes from these three are soon to be but we can argue say in argue and say three because ang does bend fire these three firebenders and how what Zhang Zhang has to say correlates with all of them. So even though Zuko is absent from this episode, his presence is felt when comparing his character to to Aang and Zhao. All three show a lack of patience. Uh, we see with uh with with Zuko. I mean, all the time, we're like he's like, no, we have to get the Avatar now. We have to do this now. You see in last episode where he goes to uh June, and he's like, what's taking your pet so long to figure out what's going on you know and once again we see with ang in this episode where he's like just just getting on jong jong's nerve where jong jong's like okay wider stance wider stance and then ang's like you're not even seeing me he's like wider stance you know and then of course zhao he is the reason why he he is his own demise basically and that's kind of a foreshadow for later on but he's the he's the reason for his own demise because he's impatient he's not thinking he wants the avatar he wants the avatar to reclaim his not reclaim but to get his own honor if you will that's how he relates to zuko he wants the avatar so he can get his own honor because he's so self-absorbed oh my goodness we saw that in the blue spirit episode um so much so that he's out here just uh carelessly punching out fire to get ang to to hurt him and he i mean he does give him a little burn but please but yes they all show a lack of patience however because of the people that surround both ang and zuko they are quick to recognize their faults while zhao remains completely aloof and once again ties into this episode where zhao was just aimlessly firing out fire 
taking no um authority from anybody or any any counsel from anybody he's just like bam 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 this is what i want this is what i want but ang he talks he he has katara and Sokka to ground him zuko he doesn't have two people he has one person and that's all right because iroh (laughs) he compensates for all of that but he has iroh where he where iroh um and he doesn't always listen to iroh but um he has Iroh to to hold him back to to be like Prince Zuko, especially oh my gosh, I'm thinking of a scene in season two where he's like Prince Zuko, is this really what you want? And um, yeah, Zhao does not have that, and you then that's probably why Zhao is the way he is. But even though Aang and Zuko are arguably the leader of their group, they still seek counsel from their loved ones. Um, uh, yeah. We, we see that Sokka is more of a leader, but because of Aang's position as the Avatar, you can understand why people seek his authority over Sokka's, of course. But yeah, um, man, this episode is really good. I want to talk about the quote of the episode. It's It could have been Zhang Zhang. Um, you know, actually, let's talk about Zhang Zhang, because Zhang Zhang seems like to have survivor's guilt. Meaning, like, he seems to feel guilty for being a firebender. <laughs> you know, it's like he holds this burden, and he says it in the, when he was talking to Katara that we had to deal with uh, Razor Edge of Order and Savagery, or what, what was the exact quote? Uh, razor's Edge between humanity, excuse me, humanity and savagery. And um, it seems... Obviously, and we don't even get stuff from the show about Zhang Zhang. I would, lo- I was literally watching it. And I'm like, I would love if there was like a sequel show with Zhang Zhang or something like a, a comic. I don't know if there is. I know there's Avatar comics that continue after the season finale, the season three finale. Um, but um, yeah, I'm like Zhang Zhang is such an interesting character. You wonder how did he get to this level, and we see later on like. When he interacts with Avatar Roku, which ties into the quote episode, where let's let's get into quote episode where Roku says, uh, "Oh man, I love it. I love and the reason why this is the quote of the episode is because of the authority that Roku has, and he's reiterating what he said in episode eight when he talks to Aang, where he says, "You mastered all the elements before." Actually, let's let's go to that quote. I want to quote it appropriately, where he says to Aang. In episode, yes, episode 8, when Sojo's Avatar Roku, he says, I know you can do it, Aang, for you have done it before. He says a similar thing to Zhao, I mean, Zhao, gosh, Zhang Zhang in this episode where he says, I have mastered the elements a thousand times in a thousand lifetimes. Now I must do it once again. Whoo, sheesh. That was tough. (laughs) That was tough, bruh. It was tough. But, um... Going back to Zhang Zhang, yes. Um, I wonder how Zhang Zhang got to where he is because we see with Roku, we see him get to where he is later on in season three, and that's questionably my favorite episode of the entire show. But we'll get there in due time. Um, so I'm I'm wondering how did he get there? How did he get to the point where he regrets practically being a firebender? And ob- and oddly enough, and I noticed this when I watched the episode, Zhang Zhang. I don't want to say Zhang Zhang and Aang switch places, but now Aang is in the place of Zhang Zhang as Zhang Zhang was at the beginning of the episode. I say this because Aang was initially eager, and that's probably why, you know, I'm just coming to a re- uh, realization. They probably did switch places, or 
Zhang Zhang looks down on Aang initially because Zhang Zhang has been there before. It's not even because Aang slightly reminds Zhang Zhang of, of Zhao, but because Zhang Zhang has been there before. Because then later in the episode, because you see Aang is uh is excited, can't wait, is on his sitting on his hands, just waiting eagerly, impatiently to learn firebending. But then after he burns Katara, you see him sitting where Zhang Zhang was, behind the candles, his back to the tent, to the opening of the tent, and just being like saying some wise stuff, like I can't believe I did like this. Zhang Zhang was right. Fire is this. Fire is that. And you think. Uh, man, Zhang Zhang is so good. I, I I might rate this episode higher than it currently is now that I'm talking about it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we changing the rating. The more I talk about it, there's just so much brilliance that is self-contained in this episode. My goodness. And then later paid off. Uh, it pays off what happens before and happens later. Sheesh. Um, excuse me. But, um... What was I saying? I got so hyped for a second. <laughs> I got so hyped I got distracted. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. So, um, because I got so hyped. I like what Zhang Zhang says about fire because it's true. Fire is the only element that can act. Well, I mean, so can air, but that's, I, I would, uh, I would argue a little bit different. It went, uh, there's just something destructive about fire. And Zhang Zhang says it, fire is alive. And you can argue the same thing with air, but I think the difference is, at least in Zhang Zhang's case, he hasn't experienced that. Airbending has been extinct for 100 years, and he's questionably less than 100 years old. Now, we know later on in Avatar that there have been people that have been older than 100 years old. Um, Bumi, for one case, um, but also Avatar Kiyoshi, she lived to be, what, what, like 400? I don't remember exactly, but she lived a long time, and there are other creatures, you know, you know about the spirit, the spirit realm in this show, uh, that live for a long time, that maybe don't die, um, but yeah, him saying that fire is alive, and the jealousy, you can say, that he has towards water, you know, imagine if he was a waterbender. And but the, and the crazy thing about Zhang Zhang is he is an incredible firebender. But he's kind of like a reluctant firebender. Um, man, this show is really good. This episode is really good. I initially had it at a 4.5. But I think this is better than Jet. I believe that's episode 10. I think that's better than the Jet episode. I think it's better than the first two episodes. Every episode that I've rated at this point, I think this is the best episode of the series so far. And that's crazy because even better than, yeah, I would say it's even better than The Storm. Because I, I remember I was comparing it to that episode because The Storm is an incredible episode. But I would have to say... Especially how this uh, how this episode plays an integral role or in, in integral, y'all know what I'm trying to say. The importance of this episode, especially even all the way to season three, I have to give it a five out of five. Yeah, I have to I have to give it out a five out of five. 
and I'm about to be harsh on the next episode because I, I don't have a lot of memories of this next episode, but I know it was not my favorite episode when I was younger. And coming off of a five out of five episode, sheesh, it's got some competition. But yes, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, share with someone you think will like it, even someone you think won't like it. And I will be back Friday talking about Superman and Lois. But until then, peace.